You are listening to a Jesus Film Project podcast, The Unheard Story, where we tell stories that the world needs to hear. Today, we have Dale McFerrin, a longtime friend of Laura and I, and he has been involved in the Jesus Film Project for quite some time. He's going to share today some of his experiences in Tulsa, Oklahoma with the Zumi people. Dale and Allie have been close friends of ours for years now, and he is such a fun person how he relates to language and his past of traveling and stories that he has. And he is from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And so we thought, who better to share the story? And it's such an encouraging story that is so unusual that in their own backyard, there was a people group that Jesus One Project could do a language for and then do a showing right there in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We hope you enjoy. Welcome, Dale. Thank you, Laura. It's great to be on the show. And I am quite fortunate to work with Jesus Film Project. It's, it's quite a privilege. And I love being involved in other cultures and being with people from other cultures. And I was raised on a little farm in Oklahoma. And my mom wanted me to have contact with other cultures. And so she would bring people from this little junior college out to the farm so I could be around people from other cultures. And that kind of shaped my heart for the world and shaped my heart for missions. And I've always been fascinated with languages and culture. I've been fortunate to uh, live and work abroad for uh, about half my life. And one of the things I got to do some years ago, these I call these the adventure years, I was a photojournalist for Jesus Film Project. And I was sent to different parts of the world to document how the Jesus film is being used and how indigenous peoples and indigenous Christians use the film to reach out to their own particular people groups. And those were wonderful, wonderful years. And now I have a different role. I get to be involved in fund development for Jesus Film Project. And that work is going exceedingly well. I must tell you that it is not difficult to explain the concept of Jesus Film because there's 2 billion people in the world who are illiterate. And you can hand them a Bible and say, hey, why don't you learn how to read? But then it gets more complicated. What if there's not a Bible available in their own language? Are you going to ask a person to first learn to read in their heart language, then learn a second language, and then you can have access to the written word? And so the Jesus film kind of cuts through all that and gives people the opportunity to access the Gospel of Luke in their own language. So I have a patron list of about 100 couples that my wife and I are in community with, and we spend time with them in their homes and at conferences, and we give them opportunities to be involved with their kingdom dollars and giving to Jesus Film, uh, various Jesus Film language projects and distribution projects, and the work is an absolute privilege because of the scope. I can't believe the, the places that we get to be involved in. But the, the project that I want to talk to you about today is something that happened in Tulsa in the past several years. Uh, it was, it was a, what we call a language premiere in Tulsa, Oklahoma. But here's the, the 25,000-foot bird's-eye view from the jet as you're flying over Tulsa. 
Tulsa is a, a, a lovely town, gracious, wonderful, warm people. And they were kind of very welcoming and gracious to a particular people group called the Zomi people. And there's about two and a half million Zomi people. And they are uh, from Asia and they live in India. About half of them live in India, the other half in Burma and Bangladesh and Myanmar. Now, here's the thing. Burma and Miramar can be used interchangeably. It's the same place. And there's, if you look online, there's about eight or nine ways to say Miramar. You might say Myanmar, and it's okay. It doesn't matter. But they're a, a lovely, gracious, warm uh, people group who started coming to Tulsa like 30 years ago. Uh, there's this guy named Mr. Kham, K-H-A-M, who studied at Oral Roberts University uh, three decades ago. And he came to the States uh, to study, but then after a while, he thought, you know, my country isn't particularly gracious and kind to my people group because we're Christians. I think I might want to offer some opportunities for them to come to the States so they can come and worship freely without having to be afraid. And so this started happening in the 70s and 80s, and a group called Catholic Charities made a lot of the immigration possible. And so it started as a trickle, but right now there are 5,000 Zomi people who live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. A lot of the children go to school in Jinx, and the, the community, to their credit, Tulsa has been very gracious and open to them. Dale, why do you think the majority of the people are coming from Myanmar? Is it because of religious freedom, or is it because of a mixture of things, or what's your take? Well, when I just, you know, it's... I was pleased that there was a good article about this in on in, uh, MSNBC, and it was a print article. Uh, well, you know, an internet article, but from what I picked up from the article, it was more for religious freedom than economic opportunity. At least the particular group that Mr. Com was bringing over, I think that is what he was trying to provide for them, as opposed to economic opportunity. I I couldn't speak to that in depth, honestly. Gotcha. And Dale, how does um, your work in development dovetail with the work in Tulsa? Tell us about your connection with Tulsa and why you were there. Certainly. There's some gracious patrons. Uh, we call them uh, patrons. We don't like to say donors because it sounds like you might have to give a kidney or something. But our patrons, uh, we have dear friends in Tulsa who've been one gentleman named Pat, who's been involved with Jesus Film almost 30 years Another friend named Lynn, who and his wife Claire, they're involved in Jesus Film 10 plus. And they want to be informed of, hey, how can we be involved with Jesus Film Project? But when we, when we told them, hey, there's a, a language project in your hometown, we're going to dub lip sync the Jesus Film in Zomi using Zomi speakers who are in Tulsa. And then we're going to premiere it right down the street. And they said, oh, yeah, we're in. And so there was, in conjunction with the, you know, there's a, there was a process by which, you know, the, the language was translated. There was a script put together. Uh, there's like 256 lines of dialogue that had to be recorded properly. But then we like to make kind of a big deal of the event. And we had a premiere. And in conjunction with the premiere, there was a fundraiser to give people an opportunity to be involved financially with Jesus film. So my friends, Pat and others and Lynn and Claire, they brought their friends to the Jesus film uh, fundraiser 
which was in conjunction with the premiere. So a lot of activity over that weekend. You have the premiere across the street, and then there's a hotel, and there's a fundraiser there. So that's why uh, I was involved with the, the Tulsa folks. Am I, ma- am I making sense? Absolutely. This is awesome. And okay. how many people showed up to that premiere? 3,000. Wow. Wow. 3,000 Zomi. So 5,000 Zomi people living in Tulsa, and they, they get a head count, and they said there were 3,000 people in attendance. Oh, my goodness. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. At the premiere, there's a wonderful outfit out of uh, Mena, Arkansas, called the Christian Motorcyclists Association. And they've been involved with Jesus Film Project for 20 years. Well, Dale, I remember being with them in the Yucatan Peninsula with you, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, they're aw- that's They're right. awesome people. I love them. Oh, they're amazing. And so imagine what happened at the actual Jesus Film Zomi premiere is a lot of the, the motorcyclists came in on their Harleys, and you know, they're some of them are a pretty rough looking bunch, which is great. And they have their leathers on and their vests. And there's about fifty of them outside of the venue welcoming all the Zomi people. So initially, you know, we're about twenty minutes before the film rolls, and uh, our friend Pat, who is a Jesus film donor, came in and looked at the crowd and he wept because it was a really small crowd, but in the last 15 minutes, they showed up in droves. And so the, 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 the CMA, the Christian Motorcyclist Association, were welcoming everyone. Come in, come in, welcome, welcome. So it's interesting receiving a, a welcome from a bunch of leather-clad bikers, but that was part of the mix. I remember that distinctly. <laughs> oh, that's great. So what were some of the responses from people? Because this would be an unusual situation. I mean, I've always wanted to go to a premiere of a language, and it can be hard to get to those places or see those premieres. So this is exciting that these people got to come and see it right in their backyard. I agree. Well, I do remember one Zomi uh, pastor who was kind of commenting about one of the attendees, and he said, you know, I don't think this guy would ever come to a church and it, it, the, the pastor intimated that the gentleman uh, reeked or smelled of alcohol. He said, I don't think this guy will come to my church, but he would come to hear about Jesus because we have something in his heart language. And that, that's something that kind of stuck with me that, you know, sometimes uh, individuals might not be, uh, might not want to go to church, but they would love to hear something that reminds them of home. But I remember one quote from one lady. She said this. I feel like in my heart, it's, I feel the love of God and it's, His presence is really powerful. And another lady said. When I watch it in English, I know the word, but like some of them, I'm still like, wait, what do they mean by that? But when I watch it in my language, I know what they mean. So that was so telling that this 15-year-old could articulate clearly what it is we're trying to do with Jesus Film Project. Is There's something about going from English, your second language or trade language, or maybe even third language, and then watching and experiencing something in your heart language is, is as if you're going from a black and white television to a color 4k tv when when, with respect to comprehension it really goes up that's a great analogy and it just shows how important the heart language is i remember hearing one speaker say that when they saw in their language it was like 
okay, Jesus speaks my language. He actually hears me when I pray. (laughs) I think there was that doubt before that. And the film alone, hearing Jesus speak in their language, changed their perceptive of Jesus speaks my language too. So it sounds like a similar story and many people feel that way. So Dale, give me your impression. Is that is that what was happening there? And is this um, typically what you see with uh, with people that are hearing um, Jesus speak in their own language? Yes. Here's the, here's the deal. Language is powerful, and you know these folks they come to the states. English might be their third language, perhaps their second. There's a gentleman in the Middle East that, and I always remember this quote. He said. When I watched the Jesus film for the first time in Arabic, it was as as if Jesus came down and rewired my brain. And I've never forgotten that quote. And it, here's the thing. If you're just out eating, eating out someplace, and you thank the waiter in whatever language they have, it might be a Spanish language or even Chinese. I know two words in Chinese. I know three words in Tagalog, which is spoken in the Philippines. Uh, every time I use those words, I have an instant friend. And and when I talk to people from the Philippines and I say, Kamusta ka, how are you? They can't believe it. And they hmm. say, well, how are you? And I say, ah, ahalana, which means come what may. <laughs> That's come what may. That's all I know. I know two words. And I, I know how to say thank you. But when I use languages, uh, you know, words in another language with, with someone, it's if you have an instant friend. So think about you have an instant friend in Jesus when he's speaking to you in your language. So when you've heard, you know, you've played those quotes for us to hear and, you know, this is radio, so we can't see their expressions, but they they were so pumped uh, to be able to experience a film and the words of Christ and the gospel of Luke in their own language. I love that, Dale. And I've seen some video from um, the premiere and just tears of joy streaming down people's faces. Um, The pastor is so overjoyed to be able to um, show Jesus to people that haven't heard about him for the first time in their own language. Uh, What an honor and a privilege. Agreed, 100%. So Dale, this season of the podcast, we're focusing on language and language is so important to communicate the truths of the Bible. And especially people are able to hear Jesus speak in their own language. Tell us about language and why that's important. Joe is a friend of mine. This is not my quote. A friend of mine, his name is Jeff Searles. He told me this years ago and I've never forgotten it. He said, Dale, the common theme of gospel proclamation since Pentecost has been languages. So if you remember in Acts 2, it simply says, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak different languages. The Holy Spirit was giving them the power to do this. That is, it was the the disciples, the apostles, and they were proclaiming the gospel in different languages so other people could understand what is the story of Christ. So you think about the, the common theme, you know, at first it was Bible translation and going from Latin and then uh, uh, to the other languages, Bulgarian in the 6th or 7th century, Slovenian in the uh, f- uh, 1500s, and Slovenian language was done before English. And then uh, step by step, more and more languages came online, and then you have 
the, the Gutenberg Press. And if you ask anyone what has been the most significant uh, uh, invention of the past millennia, and it would be the printing press. But since the printing press now, we're able to to disseminate this story using a, a mediated version of the Bible. And I think it's working pretty well. Wow, that's incredible, Dale. Thank you so much, Dale, for being on here today. It's been so much fun to hear from you and hear about the Zoomy people. Um, I would love to end by asking you a question. So tell us something about your heart language that was really special to you when you were growing up. Laura, thank you for that question. I have a distinct memory of going to my piano teacher's home when I was eight. I was supposed to be studying piano with her, and I was. But when I came home, I announced to my mom, Mom, Mrs. Wright is an excellent conversationalist. So I'm <laughs> I'm eight, and I'm already de- developing a, a passion for, for communication and wordplay. But I think even at age eight, I was beginning to understand that I could use words to connect with my piano teacher, and it was giving me much mm-hmm. joy. And I, I begin to to shape the, uh, I begin to shape my life uh, with this. This is one of the common themes of desiring to be understood and uh, understanding what the other person is saying. So that is that would be a little snippet or tidbit of a snapshot of what happened when I was a kid with my heart language, which is obviously English and how I was able to use it to connect with Mrs. Wright, my piano teacher. Love it, Dale. Well, Dale, thanks so much for your time today. This was so great to hear from you, especially about a a refugee community in the U.S. And to the listener, you may have refugee communities in your backyards, and you might not even know about it. If you're listening and you happen to learn about a refugee community, and you want to know how you can impact them, how maybe you can even show the Jesus film in their own language, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at info at jesusfilm.org. Thank you for listening to the Jesus Film Project podcast, The Unheard Story, where we tell stories that the world needs to hear.